I think at the very last second, it might have been Dominion that put forward the number finally of what they wanted. And Fox News came back and they finally said, okay, this is something that we have to take. Welcome to the Powers That Be Daily, Puck's podcast focused on the intersection of Wall Street, Washington, Silicon Valley, and Hollywood, and the players who run it all. I'm Peter Hamby. It's Wednesday, April 19th. Today, Eric Gardner and Dylan Byers join me for a powerhouse episode about the sudden decision by Fox News to settle the defamation lawsuit from Dominion Voting Systems. We cover all the angles, legal, financial, political, and what's next for the Murdoch empire with two of the very best reporters on this story. We'll discuss all that and more on today's episode of Powers That Be. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's not a happy Wednesday if you are Rupert Murdoch and Fox News. That's because all of us got a push alert Tuesday afternoon saying that Fox had abruptly agreed to settle with Dominion Voting Systems in their $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit. Fox will pay Dominion $787.5 million, one of the largest defamation settlements in U.S. history. I'm joined today for a very special episode by two of Puck's finest, Eric Gardner and Dylan Byers. Eric, I want to start with you as our legal maven here. What are the terms of this settlement, if any? And you and I have talked repeatedly on this podcast about how we kind of thought this was going to trial. What changed suddenly? Yeah, um, well, I'm in Wilmington. I was in the courtroom and there was, you know, a lot of gasps when it was announced that the parties had reached resolution. Um, You know, this was something that I guess was surprising only in the to the extent that they were so close to trial. Um, but, you know, going months and months back, I think that this was always going to be the most likely outcome just because of how much was at stake. The risky riskiness for both sides in going to trial, you never know what's going to happen. Um, there's, there's just so much on, on the line. As for the terms of the settlement, $787 million, it looks like it's mostly just a, a, a cash settlement. There will be no on-air apology. Fox put out its own statement to kind of acknowledging what everyone already knew, that there were lies on that were told uh, on air, but they not apologizing for this. And to me, you know, I don't think that they can because this really is not the end of the fight for them. They will settle this fight, but they ha- still have the Smartmatic case going forward. Uh, they have some shareholder litigation that's going to be coming. And, you know, who knows? Maybe there'll be other liable plaintiffs uh, coming for them now that such a huge uh, welcome, Matt, is is being put out. Yeah, I mean, the texts and emails that were revealed <laughs> in, in the process of this case surely give ammo to other uh, companies who might want to bring lawsuits, including Smartmatic. Dylan, what are people in and around News Corp saying about this? 
first of all, the Murdoch world is extremely tight-lipped right now. And, and obviously, publicly, they're going to try and spin this as a win. I mean, there have been some sort of absurd <laughs> statements coming out of Fox, you know, saying that this is evidence that they adhere to the highest journalistic principles. Uh, I don't know about that. Look, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. Eric is a smarter legal mind than I am. I really believed uh, up until the news broke that this was actually going to go to trial. And I think what we're seeing here is there was a price that Fox was willing to pay to make this go away, to not have Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, and most, I think, from my point of view, most significantly, Rupert Murdoch and his son, Lachlan, have to to go before the court. And that price is pretty significant. It's not $1.6 billion, of course. We never thought it would be, but it is almost half of that. And I do wonder, and I think, Eric, this is sort of a question for you, maybe, if if a $1.6 billion lawsuit results in a $787 million settlement, and now you're facing a $2.7 billion lawsuit from Smartmatic, which, by the way, if you go back and you look at a lot of the evidence that Dominion provided for these defamation claims, oftentimes there was the, the claim was that it was claims about Smartmatic's technology and the connection was the very false suggestion made by uh, Sidney Powell or Rudy Giuliani, that Smartmatic owned Dominion. So I would say even in light of the evidence that is already available to us, it seems to me that Smartmatic's case is equally strong. And I wonder, what does a $2.7 billion lawsuit result in terms of a settlement? And then there too, Eric, like that has to be part of the calculation for Fox, right? They're not getting, they're not putting this issue to bed with $800 million. They're going to have to pay, it seems to me, significantly more than that. Is that what you expect as well? Um, I expect that the settlement, if there is to be one in the, in the Smartmatic case, will be huge. But keep in mind one uh, distinguishing difference between the two cases. Dominion actually had a big business in the United States. Smartmatic really didn't. And so if Fox News wants to hang its, you know, its hat on anything, it's, they can see Dominion as being a, a stronger plaintiff. There are differences in the posture of the of the cases, differences in the jury makeup and everything and that. But in the end, yeah, it, it, they definitely have a big problem on their hands. I mean, from, from my perspective, I thought that Fox News wanted to settle and it made sense for them to settle before the summary judgment uh, motions came, before all all those depositions with with their executives came out, before all the text messages came out. Once that came out, my focus kind of shifted to Dominion and what they wanted to do with, with this, because to me, Dominion already won the PR war at that point, and Fox News had already kind of you know the embarrassment factor was was a little diminished at that point. Um, so, you know, I kind of wondered whether Dominion wanted to have a settlement or whether they did want to go to trial. I think, you know, at the very last second, it might've been Dominion that, that you know, put forward the number finally of what they wanted. And Fox News came back and they, you know, finally said, okay, this is something that we have to take. In the courtroom that day, I'll just give you a little bit of scenery about what was happening. There was a, a huge delay both sides were expected to begin uh, opening statements at 1.30, and 
you know, two hours had gone by, three hours had gone by. The, the the judge who was, you know, a total stickler for schedule was not explaining anything. Uh, nobody was explaining everything. Some of the reporters were, were, you know, just so hot and tired that they left. Nobody knew what was going on. But, you know, I did sense that, that the Dominion side was smiling with each other. They looked relaxed. There was a lot of shuffling on the Fox News side. Um, they were going in and out. I imagine, you know, maybe they were making calls to the Murdochs and to to figure out what what you know they wanted to do. And in the end, you know, it's a huge figure, but they 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 have four billion in cash reserves. So I imagine that that they figured that they better just bite the bullet here, and they'll have to make you know more decisions going forward when it comes to Smartmatic, when it comes to shareholders. This is certainly not going to be the last decision that they make on this front. I mean, Eric, I mean, yeah, Dominion has to be happy about this, right? They, I don't think anyone believes that, and anyone that believes that they're valued anywhere near $1.6 billion, even a billion dollars. And then too, even if this went to trial, I know it's Delaware, there's still a chance you could get a couple of Fox News fans on the jury. Like there's no guarantee they would have won. Yeah, I mean, I. it's interesting that this settled right after the jury was picked. I mean, I, you know, you can't really say I'm sure that both sides had jury jury consultants, but uh, the jurors definitely did not look like a, a Fox News audience. And maybe that kind of pushed, you know, the Murdochs to decide to, to settle. Uh, and yeah, it's it, it, true. Uh, on Dominion side, that they, you know, one point six billion dollars. How was they? How are they going to justify that? You know, Fox did make legitimate points that their business is actually better today than it was a couple of years ago. You know, they were relying on stuff like lost enterprise value uh, and relying very heavily on, on on a damages expert. You never know. You know, a jury could come back and say yes, there were lies told. It was outrageous. Um, but you know, Dominion, you only lost you know twenty million dollars or so in. in in contracts and that's all you deserve. So I, it would have been a huge risk for Dominion to go to trial too. I wanna to take a quick break guys. Dylan, when we come back, I wanna ask you about the financial impact on Fox News. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back, everybody, to a very special episode of Powers That Be. Dylan, Eric mentioned that Fox has $4 billion in cash laying around. I, but I assume, like, if any other news organization took an almost $1 billion hit, that would have serious material impact on their ability to pay staffers or pay contracts, <laughs> uh, carriage fees, whatever. How is this going to impact Fox? Or are they just going to be fine? Is this just, like, sort of, you know, brushing some dirt off their shoulders? Well, look, you know, I think we we talked about Fox having four billion in cash reserves. This is it, it's hard given the the financial structure to break out exactly what Fox News does in profits every year. But at least recently, it was approaching two billion a year. And so the question of like how hard of a hit is it for Fox? Look, I don't care how much money you've got. 
you have to take out 25% of your reserves or, you know, <laughs> half of your annual profits, that's a, that's a pretty hefty chunk. And I think that that probably reorients uh, some business decisions somewhere down the line. Will Fox be able to withstand it and sustain it? Of course, absolutely. But it is nevertheless a significant hit. And again, we go back to this issue of, look, Rupert Murdoch over the span of the last 12 to 15 years has done something like $750 million worth of settlements across his media empire. So this alone is more than all of those combined, right? And so it, it, is, it is really, really significant, I think. And I don't think this is something that amounts to, you know, chump change. I, 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 I think this is significant for them. The flip side of this, which you brought up before the break, is what this does for Dominion and specifically the Staple Street Capital, which is the mid-market private equity firm that owns them, or, or at least owns a majority of them. When they bought Dominion, or their majority share in Dominion, I believe it was five years ago. I believe the valuation placed on Dominion at that point was somewhere around $80 million. So what you are looking at is nearly, <laughs> let's let's assume it's grown since then, obviously, but you're looking at effectively a 10x return on the valuation of the company in the settlement. And I just, it is just a staggering amount of money. And look, I think the initial response I saw on social media after this news broke was this overwhelming sense of this idea that Fox had gotten away with something because they could just pay this off and they weren't going to have to go to trial. And everybody watching this was going to be deprived of the opportunity to have Rupert Murdoch or Tucker Carlson go before court. All that is true. At the same time, it is it is a remarkable amount of money, I, th- I think, with more money to come out of Fox, likely in, t- in terms of future lawsuits. Eric, Dominion still has, I think, lawsuits pending against Newsmax, OANN, and then individuals like Rudy, Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell. Where do those lawsuits go from here? Yeah, I mean, they're going forward. This is Dominion's new big business, honestly. <laughs> uh, the investment to buy Dominion a few years ago for $80 million or whatever they, they spent was, you know, I guess it turned out to be worth it just based on, on you know, what they've recovered and what they will continue to recover. Fox News is hard headed, but, you know, I, you know, you look at someone like Mike Lindell, I mean, I, I could totally see him just refusing and, and just going to trial. So these lawyers will be plenty busy over the next couple of years fighting those characters. Yeah, and Dylan, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Fox was deeply embarrassed by this, um, given the private conversations that we're having about Trump and the election versus what they're putting on television. At the same time, even if you're a Fox hater, it's hard to see how this changes their behavior in any way because we had a great example of this one week ago. Tucker Carlson in those text emails called Trump disgusting, a disaster, a demonic force, a destroyer. And then he had Trump on his show and he called him moderate and sensible and wise and, you know, nodded along as Trump sort of talked nonsense on Fox News again. And I guess I'm I'm old enough to remember when like Bill O'Reilly was the number one bet noir on Fox News and then he got bounced for sexual harassment after several years of everyone hating him. And they're like, yeah, Fox finally takes a hit. Uh, and then they only grow stronger. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't feel like they're going to change their behavior in many ways. Well, yes and no. I, I think on the one hand, 
look, let's let's keep in mind how we got here. We got here because Fox News made the mistake of reporting the truth, which was that Trump was going to lose Arizona and possibly the election. And then they saw that they had a wide swath of their audience that preferred a different narrative. And so they pursued the different narrative. Ostensibly, you could assume that the Fox News audience is going to not put a whole lot of stock in the, in the claims that Dominion is making, in the settlement, in any of what you and, and Eric and I are talking about, and is going to go right on, and they're not going to have any problem if Tucker Carlson allegedly said in an email that he despised Trump and then had Trump on for a fawning interview within recent weeks. They, they, they will not care. So yes, not a lot will change. At the same time, even without the legal ruling, I don't think Fox wants to find itself in this position again. I don't think it wants to pay $787.5 million again because of stupid things that some of its B-level talent said on air. Uh, I'm referring here to like the likes of Maria Bartiromo, Janine Pirro, Lou Dobbs, who really, that trifecta really made up the core of the Dominion complaints. So I do think there's a world in which internally Fox is starting to think a little bit more responsibly about how it goes about what is, uh, I think, largely viewed as a pretty irresponsible approach toward journalism. And I think that they are going to put in a little more padding and insurance for themselves around the edges in terms of making sure that claims like this don't happen again. And by the way, Lou Dobbs was ousted from the network very, very early after he made the remarks that he made. I wouldn't be surprised to see Janine Pirro or Maria Bartiromo sort of gently get shown the door. I think that Fox doesn't want to run into this problem again. So will Fox continue to peddle conspiracies? Yes. Will it continue to sort of float the idea of uh, the, you know, sort of hateful, potentially racist, bigoted speech? Probably. But will it make sure that it doesn't outright defame someone or leave itself vulnerable to claims of defamation again? I think they're probably right now putting the measures in place to protect themselves against future vulnerabilities. Last thing, Eric, real quick. Do you think this case reshaped the idea of defamation in a legal sense? Like, will will it open the door to more lawsuits or did it not fundamentally shift the sort of decision-making? I don't think it changed the law, but I definitely think it emboldened plaintiffs. And if Fox, for instance, doesn't uh, change its ways, I think that one thing that, that future plaintiffs will do is they will point to the fact that um, you know, Fox News paid out a lot of money in the Seth Rich case. They paid out a lot of money in the Dominion case. And they'll, and they'll, say, they'll say, look, this is an irresponsible news organization. This is the definition of actual malice. And so for every new claim that comes, it's going to be a little bit easier for plaintiffs to, to, to prove. This also shows kind of a roadmap for future plaintiffs. As for other organizations, um, you know, I, I think, you know, Dominion has just showed what's possible uh, that you can go up against a big news organization that has, you know, pricey lawyers and walk away with a huge verdict. Will everything be as outrageous as the, you know, election lies that were told after the 2020 election? No, they won't be. But still, 
I, I think this is kind of an adrenaline shot for a libel litigation. All right, guys, thank you so much. Everyone listening to the podcast, make sure you check out Puck, follow Dylan, follow Eric on Twitter, subscribe to their newsletters for all the latest reporting on this case. Uh, there's certainly more lawsuits to come as discussed. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Peter. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of The Powers That Be. As a reminder, The Powers That Be is the official podcast of Puck. We'd like to thank Ben Landy, Liz Goff, and Alex Bigler for their editorial and production guidance. If you like what you hear, please share with a friend. It really helps us keep delivering the inside scoop that only Puck can offer. Follow us on Twitter at Puck News. I'm Peter Hamby. See you tomorrow. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studios. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. The Powers That Be Daily is executive produced by John Kelly, co-founder of Puck, and Chris Corcoran, chief content officer and founding partner of Cadence 13. 